Today we're going to be dealing with a topic that is often referred to as being slain in the spirit. We had somebody write in and ask about uh, something that they've seen on, on videos and uh, their friends have told them about uh, that they go to other churches. They said that they, they hear about people um, having these incredible experiences in church and fainting while they're uh, in the service. And as it often happens, the preacher lays hands on the person and, and then they fall over. Um, and the person is asking, is this a biblical thing? Is this something that we find in the New Testament that Christians are, are known to do? And uh, I, I'm very well aware that there are some extraordinary cases in the Bible where somebody has a special encounter with the Lord and they do end up um, prostrate before the feet of, of God. And in Revelation chapter 1, I, I know that John, he met with the Lord. He had this vision of, of the Lord standing amongst the candlesticks. And it says in Revelation 1:17, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Well, now, this doesn't say that he, he fainted. Um, it simply says that he fell at his feet as dead. So he was motionless. Uh, so that doesn't, that's not going to be any sort of support text for what goes on in a lot of these churches these days. In Daniel chapter 10, we have another case where Daniel has an extraordinary experience. Uh, some people say that this was a pre-incarnate appearance of Christ. Very well could have been. Um, at the least, he is a mighty angel that Daniel's meeting with. And in Daniel 10 and 9, Yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. Uh, fair enough. There, there is an example of someone who has uh, fallen into a, a deep sleep, but notice he's on his face on the ground. I don't know why it is, but in a lot of these services, have you noticed that the people fall backwards? They don't fall to their face, strangely enough. They always fall uh, backwards and end up on their back. Usually someone's there to catch them, right? But, but Daniel, if you want to use this as, as a proof text to say, there it is, he was slain in the Spirit, that's not what happened there. It doesn't say he was slain in the Spirit. It doesn't say the Holy Spirit came upon him. This is an incredibly extraordinary experience. And I, I would caution anyone from using extraordinary experiences uh, to try to support or prove what goes on each and every week in, in a lot of church services. Now, there's another case in John chapter 18 where Judas comes to Jesus with a band of soldiers and Jesus asks, Whom seek ye? And then in John 18 verse 5, they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. And verse 6 says, As soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. I've actually heard people use this as, as proof for being slain in the Spirit. They had an encounter with Jesus, and, and down they went. But these are lost people. I mean, Judas, he's, uh, he's the son of perdition, according to Jesus. And uh, to say that this is an example of what should happen in churches, you'll, I think we're going very far the wrong direction with that. But interestingly enough, in verse 6, it says, they went backward and fell to the ground. So they actually ended up on their backs, whereas the other ones, they end up on their face. I, just maybe something interesting to notice about that. Um, another text that's often cited for pr proof of this is in 2 Chronicles chapter 5 when Solomon had uh, finished the temple and he was going to dedicate the temple. 
or was dedicating the temple. It says in 2 Chronicles 5.13, It came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good, for His mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. So the idea is from verse 14, they could not stand. God's presence had filled the house, so they, they weren't able to stand. And then the assumption is made that they fell to the ground. However, it, it doesn't say that they fell to the ground. Now, we're supposed to allow the Scripture to interpret the Scripture. So that's 2 Chronicles 5.14. When you read on in 2 Chronicles 7 and verse number 2, the Bible says, And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the, the Lord's house. Well, they weren't able to enter into the house of the Lord because His presence, again, had been manifested there. That would tell me that in chapter 5 and 14, when it says they could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, they had to exit the room. It's not that they fell down. God's presence was so thick and so real that they had to uh, go outside of that room and they weren't able to stand in that place any longer. So I, I, I don't see any proof in this for the idea of being slain in the Spirit. Now in the book of Acts, we do have examples of apostles laying hands on some people and they receive the Holy Spirit uh, in, that, in that manner. And this again is used in connection with this topic. People say that's why the preacher goes down and lays hands on people and the evidence of them receiving the Spirit, amongst other things, is that they, they fall to the ground. Well, there's a couple problems with that. Number one, in the book of Acts, chapter 8, chapter 19, if you'll check the context where the hands were laid on people and they received the Holy Ghost, extraordinary circumstances were at play. You can't ignore that. And with this point, you have to remember that the exception doesn't overthrow the rule, it proves the rule. The rule is that we receive the Holy Spirit by faith. There are some exceptional cases where God was making a point and therefore allowed um, the Holy Spirit to come through the laying on of hands. So I would ask you to look a little deeper into those contexts before you assume that every Christian is going to have that same experience. The second thing I would caution you about is it doesn't say in Acts 8 and in Acts 19 that anyone fell to the ground. Um, there were outward manifestations of the Spirit, but it wasn't being slain, as they put it. They, no one fell down. So uh, I, I, again, would, would really pause before accepting those passages as, as being proof text for the idea of being slain in the Spirit. Now, if you go to other places in the world and uh, meet up with shamans and witch doctors and so forth, this phenomenon of laying hands on people and having them fall to the ground and go into convulsive fits. These things happen outside of Christian circles. This is not just some Christian phenomenon. So what really, I think, disturbs people is the ones who experience this, who go to these churches and get, quote-unquote, slain in the Spirit, to them it seems genuine. And they will walk away and say, listen, I, I felt something. Something happened to me. I lost control of, of my ability to, to, to stand. I know it was real. And on that point, I'm not going to argue too much. I do know some people fake it. Listen, I, I think we all know that, right? That This has been confirmed. But I also know that some people don't. And it is genuine to them. 
And I would agree that what they, what some people have, um, it is a genuine experience. However, even though it is a genuine spiritual experience, there's no way of proving that it was the Holy Spirit that came upon them. Um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul was warning the Corinthians about false preachers being among them. And in verse 4 it says, For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. Paul was afraid that if another preacher came preaching a different Jesus, different gospel, that these people would actually uh, accept it, that they would follow this guy because they were struggling to, to listen to Paul. And you noticed in verse 4, it says they could receive another spirit. So I believe that there are well-meaning Christians. They have all the right intentions. They love God with all their heart. And they want to have a closer relationship with God. And that they will do anything. They will listen to whatever the preacher says. And I think that there are some preachers that take advantage of this. And because these people are so eager, they open themselves up to any spiritual experience. And because they're not checking it with the Bible to see, does this match what the Scripture tells me? Is this something that the Holy Spirit has revealed in the Bible that we should expect to happen? They fail to do that. And therefore, they think because it felt real, it must have been right. Real and right are not the same thing. It can be real and be really wrong. So I think there's one other thing you want to consider on this topic. When Paul wrote the pastoral epistles, Timothy and Titus, not once, not once did he mention anybody having these sort of experiences. Now, I know that by itself doesn't prove that they're not true, but the way that it's portrayed in churches today happening every single church service um, you would think that the Apostle Paul somewhere would have written to a church explaining how this works and why it works and talking about it happening. He never does. So to these pastors who are watching over these churches, Paul doesn't say a word about it. Um, even though he does mention laying on of hands and so forth, he never talks about anyone being slain in the Spirit. So I hope this has helped clear up some of the questions that come along with this topic. Please understand that if you have friends or family that uh, participate in these things, and if they're adamant in their experience, uh, I love them. I hope you love them. I'm, I'm not going to hold back from, from telling them that I don't agree with what happened. I'm going to try to be honest with them. But at the same time, I'm going to speak that truth in love to them uh, because I am concerned about their spiritual well-being. I don't want them to go around thinking that they're having a, an encounter with God when they're not. But do remember that a lot of people that go through these things they are our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, and we are to approach them as such. So please, whatever truth you gain from this video, use it to edify someone else. If this video has helped, you can click the like button. If you'd like to follow along with our Bible Q&A blog, you can click subscribe. Feel free to leave a Bible question in the comment section below or visit us on our Facebook page, Bible Baptist Church of Pachastruam. And if you live in town, we'd like to invite you to one of our services, and we hope to see you soon. May God bless, and have a great day further.